You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. What's up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of NFT 365. You know, we're rolling through these, you know, 200s, right? We're already, you know, flying through these episode 200s. And, you know, on this, you know, beautiful journey that you all are joining us on, you know, the, the, there's something really cool about, you know, seeing others, you know, look at what, you know, what we're doing here with the podcast and take it upon themselves to kind of do their own version and kind of take on, uh, you know, what is possible. And, you know, it was brought to my attention a couple of times, uh, you know, at NFT NYC by some others, you know, in the space, they were asking me like, Hey, Brian, did you see such and such created a podcast or, Hey, did you see such and such is, uh, is really doubling down on some education? And, and I think they would position it to me in this way of like, well, Brian, we like you better. And I would challenge back and say, I don't want to be liked better in that scenario. I, I want more people to educate more people to create content, more people to put these messages out there. And, you know, for those that are our listeners here, you know, if you're taking what you're, you're learning or listening to here on the podcast and you're going and jumping and sharing that in your, you know, your discord or you're sharing that and, you know, to your community or maybe to your agency or your partners, you know, I just want to say, go, go for it. Amplify, celebrate, right? This is, this is a we is greater than me conversation. And I, and I think the we is greater than me conversation has to be held because it also is required for us to onboard people to, ed, you know, bring people into this loop. And because this place is always changing, right? The trends, you know, like, you know, there are people that need to understand DeFi from someone that is a financial advisor. There's also someone that needs to learn DeFi from someone that is new to the crypto space. And there's probably people that are listening to this podcast and they're like, Brian, I need you to do a whole episode just on DeFi. And we'll do that as well. Right. And I think that's also why you've noticed that one of the things that, that doesn't live here on the podcast very much is just straight up interviews with NFT projects, right? Like I prefer to interview the project founders if there's projects that I like on like the innovative ways that they're doing things, the things that they brought their stories to life. Because for me, that's where the education lies. And, you know, I had a really funny, you know, fun conversation. We were at the you know, Lazy Lions uh, meetup and someone came up to me and said, Brian, I don't know how you do it. Like, aren't you afraid of how people are judging you or what they're going to say to you or, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, we use the DYODR, which, you know, all of you know is do your own damn research. But I also live in the world of raise your damn hand and press the damn button, which means we need to be taking action. We need to be seizing the moments when they're in front of us. But here's the piece that I think we're missing is we also need to be capturing those moments. We can't just be seizing these moments. We must be capturing them to share them with others, right? When I tell people, you know, when my wallet got compromised, I pressed the button, record button. They look at me like I'm a little crazy, but then they also look at me like, damn, that's smart. Like you, you, you a little bit of a genius there. You, you, you're captured that. But like for me, that's because it's 10 plus years of being a content creator and educator and just kind of like recognizing that, you know, if I'm going to be exploited, if I'm going to have to deal with something, it can't hurt me to document it. 
And this is where things get a little crazy, a little bit different, where people are looking at things from a documenting perspective versus a creating perspective, right? Like creating a podcast every day is a lot of work. Not going to, not going to lie. And I would not suggest, and you know, and someone asked me that too. They were like, Brian, if, if we're going to start it on a podcast, didn't you say like this, this space is a little too fast paced, crazy to do one just once a week. And I was like, well, one with that is about all things NFTs and web three. Yes. But if you have a niche, you have or a niche niche. I'm not going to argue about uh, you know semantics there. But you know if you have uh, you know a, a more focused approach on what you want to do, yes, you can do it in an hour. Yes, you can you know one hour a week for your podcast. But you know there's a there's a piece here where I look at you know documenting and creating. But we also have to understand like we all aren't going to like the same people and the same conversations. And so getting information from different groups and different points of view, I think is, is a really important one. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, for us here in New York, you know, bringing the team up has been a lot of fun. Uh, you know, first of all, it was first time we've had, uh, you know, five of us together and, and, you know, there's part of the team that is, we still haven't met. So, you know, uh, excited to bring all the rest of the team in. This is definitely not, um, we're not complete yet. And, you know, I hope, uh, you know, the plan is to work towards, you know, between now and November to that we can get all of the team uh, involved in all in the same uh, location, which will be a heck of a lot of fun. And, you know, we won't be letting anyone kind of miss out. But the other part of that is like, you know, for me, it was actually getting the perspective of the team, right? You know, Allison, hearing what Allison thought of when she was going through the event from her perspective and background, you know, listening to uh, Kevin and Kevin sharing some of the things that he was seeing. And I was actually, you know, Kevin is, you know, is our voice of the podcast uh, here on the intro and, you know, hearing him explain uh, to some of the vendors and those around uh, what we have going on. Uh, I just loved it. I actually thought, I was like, man, Kevin does a great job of, of you know, explaining our value proposition around the proof of podcast, right? Which is what we do for all of our, all of our uh, amazing listeners to, to the podcast here. But, you know, we also do, you know, our best at kind of, you know, finding ways to get creative as the team. And, and we also were able to, you know, not only document, but in create some moments, you know, on the red stairs. And I think a lot of projects need to think about that. But they also have to think about it, like, how can they you know, bring in new perspectives and new views. And so I'm going to bring a new perspective here. I want Carter to come over here and join me. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him a couple of questions. So I, I mentioned that Carter was behind uh, the video camera, but Carter was also at Miami NFT week. And Carter likes to, um, I, li- I like to say, uh, he likes to include a little bit of self-imposed imposter syndrome. So for anyone that has imposter syndrome, um, you might be like, Brian, you talk about having imposter syndrome. But uh, my, my buddy Carter here, who has been literally behind the camera following me around, I like to say he has been my D-Rock. And that's a, a massive compliment to my good buddy D-Rock and you know, David that has been doing that for you know, Gary and literally created like a, a space, a role. But you know, Carter, thanks for you know, you know, me forcing you. Uh, you you were you were just voluntold to come sit next to me here uh, on the podcast as we're recording. You know, you were at Miami NFT Week. You were working with another project there. Really loved seeing you know, getting to meet you there. We got to hang out a little bit, um, and then you were here at NFT Week, and you got to be kind of in my hip pocket uh, where all the things were going around. But you also kind of self-identify as a a more of a noob. Um, in this space. And I kind of laugh at that because there's a lot of people that have not been act as active as you have in the space around like what's going on. So my first question for you, uh, when it comes to the event, you know, you went to Miami NFT week, 
you were definitely there working with a project attached to a booth. So there's a li- little different of an, of an experience. I, I, and you know, shout out to all of them. Everyone who's listening to this, if you worked at a booth, you worked with a team, you worked at a pop-up event, you, I mean, it's a different experience. You have to give up a lot of what, you know, an event would be. And it's like when someone would tell me like, oh, you visited this country. I'm like, I visited, I flew in, went to a military base, worked for four days in the military days, and I left. Like, the, the, I didn't really see the country itself other than the airport and the drive to where I was at. But Carter, so you did that in Miami. You came here to NFT NYC. You know, we got to, we got to see a lot. And from your view, you know, at the education, the content, and even some of like the tools that things that you saw, was it, was it positioned to you in a way that you felt like, Hey, this is like, I could learn more if I wasn't attached to Brian creating content all the time. Or like, how did you feel from like, just like your view of being able to see a lot of these things now from both sides, both from being uh, at a booth and then kind of being someone that's been kind of walking through all those spaces. Well, the two experiences are, I mean, night and day, obviously, I think, uh, like you said, being tied to a booth, you, you don't get to experience all the aspects you can walk around, but you're only limited time or everywhere else, but the booth, you don't get to have in depth conversations, but I mean, following you alone for this week is education. I mean, then that's the way I was looking at it. Like uh, that's the experience for me. That's why I'm here. I mean, cause you can go, I could go by myself to something like this, but it's, it's going to be nowhere close to the experience that you're going to have following a Brian Fanzo around with your knowledge, with your, you know, experience in this space. Uh, and it has been very educational for me here in, in New York city for sure. So I'm curious now with, you know, and I appreciate the kind words of course. And, but, you know, I mentioned documenting versus creating. And literally, you know, this is one of those examples where I wish someone had like a drone over our team walking through everywhere, right? Because uh, we had some, you know, we had someone tweeting something out. We had someone capturing something for IG stories. We had Carter going around capturing video, you know, on all aspects. And then, you know, I'm kind of like walking and talking and going, you know, going through our day and, and our lives. How do you look at it from like what you were documenting? Like, do you have like a, you know, give our audience a little bit of feel of that because I don't know, not everyone is going to have a, a, a D rock or a Carter that's going to be able to, to capture and, and that kind of content. But there are a lot of people that need to do this. Like one of the things I told you, I looked around and said, how many of these people spent all this money on a booth and they're not documenting any of it. They didn't even put a time-lapse camera. Like, shout out to Crypto Chicks. Crypto Chicks did a meetup here um, in the hotel that we're staying at. Uh, and they put a time-lapse. It literally, it, it was a tripod on a table with a phone. And it hit time-lapse. And guess what? It was great content on social. It also showed that they, they were, hey, we we're going to capture this moment, kind of like the spread. So for all the people that were holders that were not here, at least got to see what that energy was like. So how do you look at it from a document per side? And then give people, you know, your background, you've done amazing things, video production, live video productions for sports, uh, multiple different sporting, uh, sporting events and sporting style of content. So like from your perspective, how do you approach this event for doing this documentation? And then how do you recommend others kind of approach documenting content for what they're doing? Well, first of all, I got, I got to hit on a couple of things before I answer that question. The fact that you're even putting me in the same sentence as a D-Rock, I, I still haven't accepted yet. Like uh, I do consider myself a creator. I've created on a lot of different le- levels, but I don't consider myself a professional photographer, videographer, editor, all that. I I know enough to to be dangerous, right? And I can, I can, and I've been around the space long enough to to know the ins and outs, all the all the language and all that stuff. But I still feel like like much I am a noob in the in, uh, Web three space. I'm also a noob uh, to all that stuff. I mean, and it's self taught, all that stuff. Uh, 
my background, I, I've worked in uh, sports broadcasting my, my entire life, mostly in racing. Worked for NASCAR for seven years, uh, motorcycles for about four or five years, uh, chasing motorcycles the past four or five years around the country um, before I found Web3. Um, but as far as like the way I approach it, the way I, I think... I. Ahead of time, I think about what stories could be told um, and what that would look like. I always picture what the end product looks like, and with my, you know, me being a novice to all this, trying all the equipment I have, what tools do I have at my disposal? How am I going to use each one of those tools? Um, and what stories can I tell with each ones? I mean, there's there's a lot of different things from what you do, since you have so many different things that you touch, uh, so many stories that you can tell, all your experiences, like. There's so many different ways to approach content with the Brian Fanzo. And it really is, it's, de- it's dependent on what the subject is and what you want to get out of it really a lot. So, I mean, then that we can go deep into that. So I'll, I won't go down that rabbit hole right now. But as far as you, I think it's just telling the story of, of NYC, uh, NFT NYC. Before we came here, I mean, everybody's in it, the, the space in general right now is in a, I would say, I won't want to say a dark place, but it's, it's not the highest point we've been at. Right. And I think that's, your energy coming here, your optimism coming here, uh, you're approaching everything like we could still tackle this. It's, it's, it, we're not, this is space isn't dead yet. Um, and telling that story, um, and just documenting you, uh, speaking would be, was cool for me. Like, so I wanted to get, you know, all the angles on that every, try to figure out how to, uh, document that for you. So you could have like a full from audio to video, uh, capture of, of you speaking too. Um, but I, I don't know, just going to some of these events, experiencing these events, as somebody who doesn't know a lot in this space, uh, from my perspective, I think was something valuable too. So thought about how I could capture that and, uh, the best way to tell that story. So. Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, you know, and he says that as the novice yet, you know, I believe there's four devices literally facing me right now. I have had a microphone attached to my hat, uh, every minute of this entire day that he went out and bought while we were here. Cause he was like, Hey, there's a new piece of gear that we can use that's going to make this better. So, like, let's let's be very clear when we say self-identifying as novice, and uh, it's you know we have to add the context of uh, hey, we we do best with you know when we're self-taught, we are really great at adapting with what we have, and there's kind of a beautiful thing of expanding on all that. But I also say something you did yesterday that really caught my eye that I think it's great for all NFT project founders. I think you can all is that, you know, the shout out to alpha girl club, alpha girl club did a yoga in times square and it was just a really cool activation. Uh, and I'm talking like Times square, like they literally rented Times square for what they were doing. And I, I, I was bragging about it. Like, Hey, guess what? I can't believe we found, you know, alpha girl club is in our, in our collection for our project. Um, and then we were just kind of like talking about it. And we were, I don't even know, we were the complete other side of Times Square. We were waiting waiting around in between things. And Carter, you looked over at me like, hey, you were really impressed with that Alpha Girl Club with yoga. Why don't we go back over there and you kind of tell that story forward and do it on camera? And I will just say, like, from my point of view, I'm like, damn. Like, I, I, I literally was tweeting about it. I was talking about it to all of us, like, sharing. But I hadn't captured it. And it was there in front of us, right? And so I think that's actually one of the lessons. And I also think you have to have people that are willing to to remind us sometimes of things we should be capturing, right? Like, when, when you were walking around, you were like, well, Brian, anyone that you want to talk to that we want to capture? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. And then you were like, well, what about that? And, like, for me, there was, like, this element of, like, when you have others that allow you to point out some of the curiosities and some of the things, and even some of the things that you would want to know, right? You're like, hey, I, I, that's probably something I would want to hear. So you would capture that. 
I'm curious, you know, as someone that, you know, you sold a couple of NFTs while you happen to be here as well. So he's coming to some liquidity, my friends, um, which let's just face it. Uh, anyone coming into liquidity in this current market is, uh, well, first of all, you're, you don't put it into USDC just because it, it makes you a little tear up a little bit. Uh, you know, we're just going to keep it in that ETH conversation. But, you know, you are definitely, you know, you are starting to grow into what you're looking for in this space. And you kind of have, you know, it's, I don't envy the position of being exposed to some really great projects, but knowing the barrier to entry is really high. Because the reason I say that is because like I kind of got that a little bit because like a couple of the people that I jumped in the space with that were really bringing me in, they already had a bored ape. They already had a cool cat. They had got three V Friends Series 1. And I was like, well, that's great. Um, I got no budget for any of those, right? We were at the Psychedelics Anonymous house the other day and you're like, dude, I love this art. I love this energy. I love this project, right? Like, yeah, that's a big one. But at the same time, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is, you know, you don't want to do this alone. And uh, you have an amazing partner that, you know, you include in your journey and in your life that, uh, you know, that makes us all better. That's really how this whole works. And so you've been looking at like different projects and you've been batting things around. Talk a little bit about your, like, hey, I jumped in, I had some NFTs. Now I've come back into some liquidity, been able to sell off a couple of them. Um, what is your, like, the way that you've been looking at it? And I, I will say, like, I kind of loved being able to, like, you were like, well, what about this one? And what about this one? And But then we get, kind of take a step back and be like, well, if I do one of those, what is going to give me? So talk a little bit about what that is, because I think there's a lot of people that are out there that probably want to buy another new NFT, or maybe they want to get rid of a couple they have that maybe made the mistake of, you know, jumping in on. But they they want to think about it as, like, in this current market or where they're in their journey, what is the best for them? Talk about that experience for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I, when I first came into the space, I think, uh, you know, I was inspired initially by, by you, you know, your idea of, like, buying one every day and holding it for the year, right? Like, so my, and I didn't have a ton of liquidity when I first came in. Um, and I didn't know a ton. So I, I, I've picked up NFTs here and there. I picked up one of yours. I think I won uh, a West Coast Customs uh, Meta Whip from a tweet from you. Yeah. Thank you, by the way. Um, so I got a first, uh, my first few were like um, ones that, you know, I didn't spend a lot of money on. And I said, I'm just going to hold these. And then I bought a couple. Um, and I still kept that holder mentality. I, I wasn't ever planning on selling uh, one because I didn't know how to. <laughs> I mean, a- until I started listening to your podcast. But but yeah, I, I, I've always, I, I picked NFTs that I identify with. And for me, I've always just, I've had a very unique perspective because I haven't had the liquidity. Um, so it's been all about community for me. Like one of the things you preach um, is, you know, define what success is for you. For me, success was finding my people. Success was, you know, finding projects that I'm passionate about that mean something to me or hell, a PFP that, that, that resonates with me. Right. So uh, that's kind of how I've been approaching it. I haven't, haven't really tried to sell anything, but then, you know, we came to NFC uh, NFT, N- NFT NYC and I just I might need some liquidity and I started asking Drew how do I sell it like so he hooked me up uh, with how to sell it it's not that hard for those of you that are that are wondering about it uh, I wish that I'd have done it sooner but I mean I, I don't reg- I never have any regrets so I don't regret that I didn't turn any earlier but I mean it's uh, I don't know it's interesting once once you get that first sale and you see that liquidity and you're like it's more than just a JPEG, right? Like I, I'm five X times what I invested the three NFTs that I sold this week here in in New York City. So, and it's not a ton. I'm not lighting the world on fire, but you know, the first few that you sell, you see that, and you're like, well, this is this is cool. So I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at a crypto chick for my for my uh, for my girl. She would love it. I think that's something that she would uh, definitely uh, be inspired by. And, and, 
my goal is to try to get her into the NFT space now. She's, she's a tough sell. Um, but I think, uh, you know, once she gets that crypto chick and I find a co- couple other projects that she could resonate with, maybe I can, uh, make me, I can convince her to come on over, uh, to the NFT side. Now, I, I want to, I want to just dive onto that one thing real quick on that because I think for, it's kind of cool to be able to, like, cause it is, there is a little bit of an aha. You know, and, you know, Allison and our team as well is a holder mentality. I feel like I surround myself with holders, uh, uh, hodlers. We have a bunch of hodlers and not a bad thing. Um, not a great thing always for liquidity and taking advantage of some market switches and changes. Um, but it, it is a sense of like the style, you know, it's a it, people and, and it's no, no knock on DGENs and I'm not hating on flipping because I, I'm, I understand that, but there is something cool about that feeling of that, that sell and that piece. But I will say the thing that you kind of t- touched on, you kind of started to check some of the boxes of what success looked like for you. So now you lean into another version of success, which, hey, can I onboard, on, can I onboard my partner on here so she can be in this? And then you also understood, hey, what, are, what would her version of success look like, right? So for our listeners out there, right, that also is so important. Like when someone recommend, asked me to recommend an NFT, well, first of all, it's just a horrible question just to ask me. Like, my mind starts racing on like all these different ways. And then I'm like, do you have a wallet? Do we not have an wallet? Do you want an Ethereum? You know, all of those type of things. But, you know, I think the beauty of it is like, okay, well, how can I help them get like their first aha? So then now they think it's more, now they know it's more than a JPEG. And then it's like, well, what can I get it to where they even take it like a ne- another step further? Right. And like, okay, now maybe it's, it's touching on initiatives they care about or the things that, that, you know, are mean the most to them. And then you have to kind of be like, well, how much time are they going to have to actually take advantage of some of these things, which I think is a, another piece that you brought up. I, you know, the, the part that I wanted, to, you know, and I love that you've, you jumped over here. And you're a true champ, uh, literally a champ. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, we're, we're for me, like part of this, you know, growing on this team and, and getting people involved. And, and I think for everyone that goes back and listens to the Miami NFT video, uh, uh, podcast episode, I, I, I was giving Carter a hard time. He was working his tail off. And, um, and, and that's the other thing too that I think people just need to also recognize is like, you work hard and people will see that and, and, and you're, you are being seen. And, and, you know, I really, you know, admire those that are putting in the work that are, that are, are allowing, Hey, we all don't know. I mean, let's face this, especially in this damn space, nobody knows everything. Uh, no one should ever even think they know everything or try to make everything their goal. But I also think you have to recognize that like, Hey, I'm going to find my place. I'm going to find what skills I have for this space. And I, you know, I remember walking down you know, to the end of the aisle after Carter and I had already talked a couple of the days uh, and I was just watching him work and uh, he didn't know that at the time. He had zero idea that I was doing that just because like, you know, I am very blessed to, to know that I get to surround myself with a lot of talented creators, but I also need creators that can kind of fit in my world, which my world is not a, not a very uh, cut and dry, uh, you know, playbook world, even though we try to put a lot of things in the map this year, uh, you know, thanks to Allison and her uh, organization. But, you know, that was one of the things that we worked hard on kind of maximizing. But the thing, uh, uh, last part I want to just ask you, you know, as, you know, as you think, you know, you're, not only you're looking at it from a content creator perspective with Web3, um, you know, when you look at, you know, this event and a Miami event, you know, for those that are out there listening, you know, what would you say or what would like, either a piece of advice or something that you've taken away from one of these events that like allows you to stay, you know, confident when you're not on the, in the limelight, right? Or, you know, something that kind of like, kind of keeps you going because it's easy for me to say that because I'm doing a daily podcast. It's easy for, you know, the others that have an NFT project, but I think there, there is a sense of like, I think you even said it when we were standing there, you're like, 
you're like looking around you're like look at this production look at there's 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 money being sank here brian and i remember i was, it was like it kind of gave me chills a little bit because i'm like i loved hearing that from your side but for those that haven't gone to an event give them a little taste of what you've felt and then give them a little a reason to uh you know try to jump in and go to a future uh, web3 event well, I think uh, coming to something like this at a time where we are right now is great because you do see it. You see it in person. It's it's definitely not dying. I mean, there's there's there was a lot of people there at that event. There was a lot of booths set up, um, and it is different in, in real you know IRL. You got to come to experience it in real life. Um, I will say for me, uh, the best advice that I could give anybody is listen to NFT 365 podcast. Um, I, I, and I've told you this a million times. I, I've probably said it a million times in our, in our discord, um, you know, during game nights and whatnot, but, uh, I followed you for seven years. So you have inspired me you, when you ask what has inspired me to do that. It's you. Uh, when I left NASCAR, uh, I, I didn't have, uh, anything. I, I, I just left and I, they always say, follow somebody or, you know, follow somebody that, that does what you want to do and figure out how they do it. And that's kind of what I've done for the past seven years. Um, followed you on social across everything from blab days to, you know, back in the day. So, and I've always admired the way you do what you do. I've always been somebody behind the camera. I've always been somebody that produces, that directs, that helps, you know, content be created. I've never wanted to be in front of it. Um, so this is super awkward for me. I mean, I've, I've co-hosted podcasts and stuff like that, but all of that was because of you. Like I, I I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke here. Like you are the person and the human that has inspired me to do what I'm doing. Uh, and I'm still not super comfortable with it. Um, but I don't think you ever do get a hundred percent comfortable with it. And, uh, I do have a story to tell and I've always been saying, I'm going to press that damn button. I think you could probably look back about four years in your DMS and see me saying, I'm going to press that damn button. Um, and when you, when I saw you jumping in the NFT space, it's a space that I really wanted to learn about. Um, but I didn't really know who to trust. And the minute I saw you doing it, I was like, this is, this is where I'm going to learn. And I've been pressing the damn button in your discord ever since hosting game nights, um, asking you how I can help do help you do what you're doing. Um, and now I'm here in uh, New York city running around the streets of New York with you, with all my 50 devices from microphones to cameras. And, uh, dude, it's, I couldn't be happier. Like this is, uh, it's a true testament to like, if you, if there's something you want to do, if there's somebody that's inspiring, uh, inspiring you to reach out to them or her, like they will, they will, they will want to work with you. If you, if you're, if you're a hard worker, if you're dedicated, um, I'm, I'm a testament to it. So, uh, I would just want to take the time before we end this podcast to thank you for inviting me here, for giving me the opportunity to do what I love to do. Um, and I'm, I'm in a place now where I wanted, I've done some pretty cool stuff, but I want to work with people that inspire me. I want to work with people that I do trust, that I believe in what their mission is. And, uh, I feel like I've, I, that's what I've been doing here in New York this week. So it's, it's pretty cool, man. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate those kind words and, and you have been there through a lot of that journey. Uh, and shout out to a lot of those platforms that have come and gone, right? We learned a lot. Um, but I also want to add a little context to those that are out there. Right? There are people that were running up to us that were like, Hey, is that Carter guy here who does game night? Like literally the best discord game night, like host MC. There is music, there is, you know, uh, interactive questions. Uh, and we were standing around and people were like, wait a second, you do, you're doing that? You're doing, you know, and you stepped into that role, right? Just, let's just make this very clear. Uh, it was like, hey, we should do a game night. I'm like, cool. Never done it before. Well, you've never done it before. Yeah. 
I was like, dude, you think I want to add that to my plate? Like, I was like, I was like, good luck. It's just not going to happen. I'm just, I, I'm like, I can, I, I have no problem being a, a, attendee. I will, I was, and I'm, although I'm very bitter on this idea. He had a, he had a week where he just used, you know, questions about the Beatles and songs that I had never heard of. And I was even using Shazam, like my app on my phone to try to cheat in this, this trivia game. And I could not get one right. But the piece of this that I think is also important for everyone that's out there is like, you know, we can all have not only that imposter syndrome, but we're kind of like kind of questioning like what skill sets or what things brought us to where we're at today. But to a lot of others, it's everything and more that they wish they had. Right. And, and I loved that, that we were sitting around that. And it wasn't just one group. It was multiple groups that had brought up, you know, your, you know, talent uh, as a host of game night. And, you know, if we think about that, right, there's, there's a microphone there and there's a, there's a skill set there. And, you know, I even joked with those, those damn cactuses that I thought were pickles in Times Square. Like they asked me like, well, show us your talent. And I, I will tell you, I stared straight into that camera and did not say a word. When do I not say a word? Yeah, I and and I was, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't really have a talent, which is like hard to even say out loud, right? Because you're like, what the hell does that mean? And I even did, I even went to like my like comfort zone. I was like, well, I talk for a living. That's my talent. Was, that that was literally me buying time. Like, let's be very clear. <laughs> it was me buying time. I'm like, I, I can't, I, what, what am I going to do? Jumping jack? I, I can't, can't even think what I was doing, but. The reason I say that is because there's like always this assumption that like others are way more comfortable at doing what they're doing than we are. Right. Or, oh, man, they've done this so many times that they see this or man, it must be easy for them. Anytime someone puts them on a spot or like I will say, like me doing game night the way that you do a game night, not in my skill set, just not in my skill set. And and also just like when I, you know, when they asked me to do a talent and like, thank goodness, like I'm pretty good at, you know, rolling with it. And finally, they were like, well, what about if you shook up a can and, you know, whatever that may be? And. And ended up turning out to a lot of fun, but the the other thing about that, and you've got to witness it, right? People that come up and you know, and you know, I, I attempt not to get emotional, but you know, that just talk about like you know, hey, you changed my life, or hey, I changed my routines to listen to your podcast. I mean, you got to shout out to my good friend Chef Lizette, uh, who I've known since 2013. I hadn't seen in five years. I mean, literally, I mean, I believe my ears are still ringing a little bit from, you know, I was walking into the V friend's house. Carter was with us. We, I was like, Hey, let's just run in here real quick. And I heard this lady's voice and I literally froze. And I was like, and I, and I didn't even do any, I, I just turned around and said, chef, like, like that. Cause I was like, is that chef Lizette's voice? And for those that were in the live streaming space or, or are surrounded by Gary V or kind of been in that world uh, for a while, you'll know chef Lizette and, and she was there and it was a bear hug. It was, uh, it was like reunited uh, like for far too long. Uh, and we did a little catching up, you know, then we went back a little to the things and then her and I went back and talked again. And I remember like, you know, she pulled me aside and was asking me some things about, you know, a creator and, and a team and, and, to me, just like those moments are things that I treasure at each and every time. And I put that tweet out today. I just said, you know, you know, I, each person that comes up and, and people often say like, I know you hear it all the time, but I want to say thank you. Or I want to, I don't care how many times you think I've heard it. It's important. And it goes to you as well, Carter, because I, you know, I say this, you know, screenshot awesomeness is a, a method for me to overcome my imposter syndrome because when I question, am I worthy? When I question, am I good enough? Am I question if, why the hell are people listening to me? I don't have a board ape. Like I don't have a crypto punk. I go to that screenshot awesomeness folder and I take a, a, from that folder and I will tell you that chef Lizette photo will go on that folder on my desktop, right? The, those moments go on there and it's, it's, all of a sudden it goes away. Cause then it's like, Oh wait, 
I do have a place. I do have a purpose. And I love that you said you have a story to tell and pressing the damn button there. Right. And, and, and I will say the last part of that in the, in the damn scenario, right. You raised your damn hand for, for game night. And, and like, little do you know things that people that you have these opportunities. Like if you, if your favorite project right now, if you're like, I don't know my space in web three, if you have a favorite project, find a place to raise your damn hand inside of that discord, inside of that project, you know, volunteer for things, you know, be active in things, amplify. Like I will tell you, nobody will ever say, you know, that you're, you care too much about the project or the founders or celebrating them. Right. Like, and I, and I think we can go above and beyond that. So, you know, thank you for, for jumping on here. Uh, you know, I, refused to let you know that I was going to do that. I, I teased you a little bit earlier, so I think you might have had, had a little bit of like a, a heads up, but um, the you know the last thing I knew you, if I had to tell you that you're going to come up here first, you're going to try to talk me out of it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so, so this is Carter, my friends. We'll put his uh, his contact in the, in the show notes. Um, but you know, this is also like what lives in our discord, right? I think, you know, shout out to, you know, big shout out uh, to Jenny and Amy and, you know, all of our, our team over there that have been running the show while we've been here in New York. Can't wait to hang out with them in person as well. But, you know, I think that's for everyone, right? Like find a, a place just to make a, an impact. It can be a small impact. It doesn't mean you have to spend hours or, or days doing something, you know, outside of your realm. But, you know, I think the, the ability for us to raise our damn hand and do more things, right? If you want more to happen, especially in this NFT space, uh, the, the, the place you need to look for is literally the mirror that's looking right back at you. And I think it's a great place to start. Carter is a great example, and, and you no doubt will not hear, this will not be the last of this conversation as much as he, he might not want to hear that. Um, and, you know, and it goes out, you know, to, you know, what all the things that we can do, uh, together and we can make happen, you know, across the board. So from, Beautiful New York City. Carter, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. All right. And uh, we'll be checking in on that crypto check to see if he gets a crypto check or, you know, and see, we'll have to check in and say, you know, where's the value, you know, beyond this on uh, what project you get, uh, what collection you have and some more future NFT sales. Right. And, and I love that he brought up, just remember, you know, uh, here's something cool. It it doesn't take a lot to sell, but it's also not as easy as people like want to believe like, oh, I, I'm going to buy this and sell it. You're like, okay, I'll make that happen. So, uh, you know, keep your, keep your head up, everyone. I know these times can be, uh, we can have up and down, but uh, surround yourself with good people i know that's what i'm doing here and uh thankful for each and every one of you so until tomorrow make it a great day cheers the show is not financial advice